Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. I do hope that that's helpful though. Oh, you for history, you guys use what's going on in the world today. I mean, that's true. We are living in historic times. Um, so you said, I feel like you might have answered this, but does your curriculum have to be state approved? So for Georgia, um, we do have subjects that we're supposed to teach. Like our subjects are um, reading, writing, math, science, social studies. But in terms of does a person come and say, this is okay, this is not okay? No. So if that's what you mean when you say state approved, no, we don't have a, we don't, our curriculum does not have to be state approved, but we do have to still teach those required subjects that are required by law. Mm, okay, so Britt, you were asked, you said, you accidentally keep leaving the live. <laughs> I think it deletes my question when I do, sorry. But not, but do trips count towards school time? Shoot, yes, it does. It counts in public school and in homeschool. Um, Absolutely it counts. And especially if you are the type of parent that records the trip, takes a picture. Yes, absolutely it counts. Uh-huh, yeah. No, no reason it wouldn't count. See, that's the thing too, is like, um, I think, and actually, who was it? Jen Hoskins had a great video on this today, y'all, where she was talking about just de-schooling our minds. And a lot of other homeschoolers have said this too, but I just happened to see her video today. We have to let our public school version of things go. Like public school is a way to educate your kids. It's not the only way. And just like if you were to teach your kids how to change a tire, that is a form of learning. Everything doesn't revolve around a worksheet or a textbook. If you took your kids to some sort of, I don't know, World War II reenactment, definitely they're going to learn something while they're there. I remember taking my kids to um, this aviation museum and there were there was not a worksheet in sight, but they definitely learned a lot about how planes work. Like, uh, what is it? Float, drag, weight and lift is how a plane like gets into the air. They learned that through Storybots too. So yeah, you definitely can count it as a school day just like you would count it if they had watched it in a documentary or read it in a book. So yes, please, please count it. Don't, don't just, I mean, it could be a free day for you guys, but please also count it as learning if they knew something when you left that they didn't know when they got there. Oh, good, Britt. Yeah. Um, and I totally get where you're coming from. You said, awesome. I want to be hands-on and less workbook type stuff. Do it because that's real life. Let's be clear. How many of us adults have a workbook for everything we learned on TikTok? Nobody. <laughs> but I know I myself have learned a ton in the few months that I've been on this app. So yes, you do not, everything does not have to be written down. Everything does not have to be a workbook or a test. That's not how real learning is. You know, if you think of how we as adults learn things. We don't have a workbook to prove all the things we've learned since high school. And I know for some of us, high school is further away than for others. <laughs> I'll just speak for myself on that. 
but we're talking two decades ago for me that high school was a thing. So for sure, I've learned a lot in two decades that I don't have a transcript for. That doesn't mean I didn't learn anything in the last 20 years. I've learned more. <laughs> um, so your kids are going to be the same way. They're going to learn more outside of a workbook than in a workbook. So please don't feel any like don't feel like you're not teaching them because it wasn't written down. This isn't pics or it didn't happen. Like this is real life. And the fact that you're teaching them in a real life way just means that when they grow up, um, learning for them is going to be so much more seamless. They're not going to be looking around for a multiple choice test um, to validate what they learned, you know, on a trip to the Caribbean. They're going to just know that they learned in the Caribbean. <laughs> you know, they learned something new. Um, so I hope that that helps encourage you. I really don't, it took me a while to accept that learning could happen outside of a work page or a workbook. So I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm not like beating you up at all. I was the type of person that thought I needed to absolutely emulate school and basically turn our home into a British boarding school in order for it to be legit. I seriously looked into having our homeschool accredited because I just never wanted anyone to be able to say that we were not legit, like what we were doing wasn't legit. But once I learned what the accreditation process includes and the fact that ultimately that's not how real life actually works, I kind of let that go and I began to relax. But it took me a few years because like I said, I was I was desperate to prove that we were just as good as anybody else. Hi, Suzanne. Um, Suzanne, if your username is in any reference to the Denver Broncos, please tell Matt Stafford I said, what's up? <laughs> Um, so you're trying to talk your son into letting me homeschool your three-year-old granddaughter. That's tough. Cause you're, you know, they're the parent in that, and that could take some convincing, especially if they have that mindset of that, you know, public school is the best way you might not be able to convince them, but, you know, definitely just express your concerns in a respectful, but not pushy way. Um, usually it's the opposite. Usually it's the parents trying to convince the grandparents that it's um, legit and in the right way. So kudos to you for being um, supportive. Um, but yeah, that's, you're going to have to respect their decision no matter what they choose, uh, whether that's public school, private school, charter school, homeschool. Because um, yeah, that's one of those things. Like I, I wouldn't have accepted my parents telling me is he with the Rams? What did I say? Oh, the Broncos. That's right. He moved. Womp womp. My mom is going to be so disappointed in me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he was. He moved. Womp womp. Oh, but yeah, that's right. Russell Wilson's with the Broncos now. My husband told me that yesterday. <sighs> I'm trying to keep up. I'm not good at it. I'll be honest with you. Are you a Chiefs fan, Annie? So is, oh, so is my family. All those Kansas City family members I have. Ugh. And then, of course, my husband's a Falcons fan. Poor thing. Long-suffering Falcons fan. I'm so sorry. No disrespect to the Broncos. Please know that I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying to keep up with these sports analogies. And Matt Stafford was a Bronco. He is no longer. I should have known that. Anyway, but yeah, just, you know, be encouraging. Let them know you're there for them. But if they choose something else, obviously, just just love them and support them. 
Oh my goodness. I should have known that though. I should have known that. He went to freaking UGA with me. He was actually in ROTC with me for a semester. I should have known that. Detroit! It wasn't even Denver! God, I'm horrible! <laughs> okay, I'm done. Done with football. Done. Mom, why are you here? Ah, I've been caught. <laughs> okay, whatever, Mom. Did you see that Annie is a fan of the Chiefs? Go Kansas City. I've been caught, y'all. God. It was something with a D. Don't I get credit for the D? No, no, no. Don't give me credit. I'm sh I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm sorry, y'all. I really did try. Y'all know, mom, mom, my mother knows I have been trying to do well. And of course, she pipes in when I freaking fail <laughs> at NFL knowledge. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not good at this. I'm never going to do an NFL reference again on any live ever. <laughs> oh my God. All I need now is my husband to pop up and be like, boo, you failed. <laughs> I'm not good at it, y'all. I do try. <clears throat> As a Southerner, I try to be conversational in football because that's our second language down here. <sighs> I'm just glad Matt Stafford isn't watching. <sighs> anyway, I know about his wife, though, and her surgery. I was keeping up with that and his daughters. Anyway, all right. Um, so do I use a planner to help? Benita, no, I use spreadsheets. I, I have a planner. Let me show you my planner that I tried to keep up with. And I was doing so good from January to February. <laughs> So that's my planner. It's so pretty. But no, I, I use spreadsheets and I sync my spreadsheets with my phone through the Google Sheets app and the, the numbers app. No, mother, you will not turn this into a football chat. Stop it. Stop it right now. Do not. No, I will block you from this live. There will be no football chat here. I don't know it well enough. Start your own live. <laughs> um, yeah, I cannot do football. I really do try. I try, y'all. And you see what happens when I try. I got Detroit mixed up with Denver. Don't even know what team Matt Stafford's on currently. Cause he just won the Super Bowl with that team too. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> ah, see, Annie says hockey over everything. Good. Good. Don't say I started it. Don't start with me. So Benita, yes, I do have a filing system. I should perhaps make a video about it. It's nothing sophisticated, but I do keep my um, records like our testing records in the filing system. And then for each grade, I keep a couple samples from each subject. If we're doing like, you know, different worksheets from each subject, just to say like, whoop, here it is. And then I also do a pre-test and post-test for each grade, not kindergarten, because that's too young in my opinion. Um, and it's just very, very simple, very simple. Um, nothing too over the top. But oh, you know who has a great filing system? Home by Natasha is her name. She's from Georgia and she recently made a video of her filing system on her page. So if you just want to see one, 
she's goals to me, like label maker and everything. <laughs> um, but I have not, I'm not that, I'm not on that level. I would love to be. Maybe I'll, I'll reach out to her and say, teach me your ways. But mine is just very um, like hanging file folder with, you know, in a, what are these things called? These little plastic things, these little plastic file cabinets, nothing too sophisticated. Hey, locked and loaded. Hey, you guys, Suzanne and mom, mom and tater, take it to your page with your sports analogies. No, I'm just joking. You guys are fine. I'm joking. Um, oh, Queen Hippolyta says you prefer a paper planner. You tried to use electronic planners and forgot they existed. That's my thing about paper. Like it will sit on my desk and other things will get piled on top of it. And I forget that the paper is there. But with my phone, I'm always with my phone. The app is you know, in a prominent position on my phone. So I'm like, oh yeah, let me log in our attendance. Let me log our, you know, grades or whatever, take a photo of this uh, worksheet. So I, yeah, same, same thought process, but opposite. Like digital for me is just always around. I'm, I guess I'm just, I see it more often. So I'm more likely to uh, keep up with it. <laughs> uh, Bonita, yes, I, I do use workbooks. Um, this year, this past year, we used Argo Prep for English language arts and uh, math. We also used um, Evan Moore for writing and there was one more. What was the one for vocabulary? I have a video on this. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the brand, but they're all in my Amazon uh, storefront if you just want to see which ones we chose. I'm in the process of choosing different ones probably for this coming year. Oh, Majestically Awkward, I like your name. Which app do you use to track? I use Numbers, the Numbers app. So I have an iPhone and I use the Numbers app primarily, but also Google Sheets has an app. So if you prefer Google Sheets, they have an app as well. I like your username though. Uh, Bonita, you said, do I prefer one over another? I honestly, my kids pick, like, I'm not even joking. So I will present them with a bunch of different workbooks that I just think are good. And then ultimately I give them the final like vote because if they pick it, they're more likely to use it. So that's what I would suggest. Even for my five-year-old, I was letting him pick. So that's really how I ended up deciding. Like I did the um, the preliminary vetting, if you want to call it that. Um, and then I usually would present them with like three to five options. And then they end up saying, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. And that's how we ultimately chose. So it was more their preference than my preference. My preference is just that they use it and learn. <laughs> uh, but they ended up choosing their own workbooks. Oh, Annie. Yeah. So here's the thing about those online spectrum tests. I looked and I think they just, they have just taken them off. They're no longer free because how it was what five years ago when I found them was you could find the test for free and it would, uh, they would change it depending on what your state was. So you could choose like Georgia grade three, and it was a free test that you could print. It's gone now. I think they have just only done it in workbook form now. 
And I'm assuming that's because everything changed two, three years ago with um, with COVID, but it's not there anymore. I, I looked, I really did try to find it so I could just link it because y'all know I'm all about that free, <laughs> but it's just not there anymore. Hey, Don, you said it's your first month of homeschooling. What do you turn in at the end of the school year? <clears throat> so me, nothing. I'm in Georgia. We don't have to turn in anything, but it depends on your state. So I would highly recommend just getting very comfortable with your state laws. If there's someone in my Rolodex on my profile that you want to follow that's in your state or area that could like give you that more precise answer, I really highly recommend reaching out to them. They would know that you're coming. All of them have agreed to be on the Rolodex. And they know that I do these lives uh, and will be sending people to ask them questions. But I don't know if you want to put what state you're in, but um, you said your state doesn't give any instruction. They just said you have till August 1st for enrollment. Oh, well, then if you're in a state that only wants to do uh, a notice, like a declaration of intent, then that's all you have to do. But let's see. Oh, Vermont. Hmm, I haven't had a look at Vermont yet. I usually don't do this because sometimes it gets to be too many people asking, but it doesn't seem like there's too many folks in here. So Vermont, where are you? Mm, I don't I don't think I have anyone on my list from Vermont. So maybe I would suggest reaching out to like a a local group or check with the library for a local group because Vermont does seem to suggest that you need to submit something. So it says a narrative is required if you have not already completed two consecutive years of homeschooling unless your child is 12 years old at the time enrollment is filed. Ooh, so yeah, I would definitely reach out to a homeschooling group in Vermont to get like the real deal because you don't want to accidentally not do something you're supposed to do. And I don't believe anyone on my list is from Vermont yet. I wish. I want to have all 50 states on there. Then I can just be like, oh, you should contact this person. Ooh, the process took you three months to go? Oh, you said three weeks to go through the Department of Education. And they still didn't give you any instruction, just said I had till August 1st for enrollment for next year. That's, I don't like it when they're vague. Oh my gosh. And I don't want to be vague with you either, but the truth is I don't know. I'm just reading from the internet. I would love to be more specific with you though. I would definitely check the library though, because a lot of times librarians are like the key people in the homeschool community. Hi, Adelaide. So I, um, Dex, I did not pull my kids from public school. We've been homeschooling since the beginning. However, withdrawing from a public school system is usually very simple because people move all the time. So that process should actually not take long at all. Usually it's one piece of paper. Um, some districts will even do it online because like I said, people move, they change districts all the time. So the withdrawal process is actually pretty short and simple for most states, but each district is different. So you're going to want to check your district and not state, but actual districts. 
oh, okay, they just sent you a letter of approval to start homeschooling, but that was it. So then what is this about over here with this? It says submit a narrative. I don't know what that means to Vermont because it says it's a detailed outline describing the content to be provided. So it sounds like a syllabus. They want you to submit a syllabus, but to who? And if your child has a disability included in the outline in any special services or adaptations to accommodate the disability. Okay, but to who? Do you have to submit that to the district? Oh, before you withdraw, you have to submit that. Ah, so you're teaching me because see, this whole thing like with all the states doing something different is just wild to me. Annie, your librarians know nothing they look at me like you have three heads. Okay, well, listen, y'all have subsidies though and, and like financial help. So let our American libraries have something. No, I'm just joking. I hate that, they, that your librarians are not super helpful. Oh, maybe they have a li liaison. Yeah, that's true. Hi, being me 24 seven. I like that username, that's me. I'm being me 24 <laughs> seven. Hi, yes, see, this would be for canning, make it make 31, <laughs> but I don't can. So we're just drinking out of mason jars over here because we're country. I caught a little bit of your live today, though. I love that you're going to be doing an Amish, the interview with the Amish in a couple days to like talk about canning. So I'll be looking forward to that as I spill on myself. Yes, thank you so much for being here, Dawn. And hey, if you ever want to be on like the Rolodex too, because I know you're new to this, but I think there's value in being new to homeschooling and especially, you know, you being from a state that hasn't been represented yet. Just let me know. I'd love to include you if you're interested, but obviously no pressure. But thank you so much for being here. But I haven't, I don't think I've heard from anyone from Vermont yet. I don't even know much about Vermont. I need to like do better, but I'm so glad you were here, Dawn. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, I miss, is it BB Jane 71? You said you're new here. Hi, I'm sorry. I don't know if you're still here. <laughs> oh, the librarians aren't being helpful in the UK or Canada. Boo, do better librarians, international librarians. <laughs> Hi, Yeshua Chef Mommy. What's up? What's your question? Did I miss some questions, by the way? Let me go to my QA. Probably did. Oh, okay, you guys asked them in the chat, so I think I got these. Oh, I miss Smiley Joe. Oh, no. I hope she's still here. Where can you get your son tested to see where he is? Um, Edulastic is a good website to start if you're interested. I don't know if she's still here. Sorry. I missed that one. I hate missing questions. Oh, good. You're in North Carolina. It's been easy and smooth for you. Good, good, good. Good job, North Carolina. With your, is it vinegar barbecue in North Carolina? I'm sorry. <laughs> I do try to learn something about each state. Hi, Mama Bear to five. You said Florida. What about Florida? What did I miss? Where's your first part? Oh, were you just asking what to do about Florida? Is that what Florida, what the question marks mean? Yeah, I would definitely check um, your state's Department of Education because I hate giving like vague advice about Florida. Also, though, we do have some homeschoolers on the Rolodex that are in Florida. If you want to follow them and reach out to them, 
like with specific questions but i just don't want to be like vague about florida oh Dax is in north carolina too cool cool you guys gotta link up like the community that's what we want to build here oh good marcy you have good um supporting your area good bonita you said what is my criteria for choosing workbooks okay so i i do follow our state standards so the first place i start is our state's department of education website just to see what's required for that grade and in georgia they will list each requirement by grade so I spend some time doing that research and then I'll usually look up a, a workbook that supports that usually maybe like I said, two to three different workbooks. <clears throat> and then once I have found a workbook that is supporting those standards, whatever they are for that grade, then I will present it to my kids and say, which one of these do you like or would like to try? And they'll pick. But I usually only use workbooks for English language arts and math. Other subjects, I don't really bother with workbooks. I think science is better hands-on. <clears throat> I think history is better with documentaries and, and actual like books rather than workbooks. So I don't really think too hard about workbooks for science and workbooks for social studies. Um, art too. Art is way too subjective to put it in a workbook in my opinion. Uh, and then music, I let them choose a language. I mean, choose, choose an instrument. Uh, foreign language, I'll let them choose a language. And then whatever the language is, I'll choose a workbook and let them, I'll choose different workbooks and let them choose. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you said, hello, oh, is that Sheree? Am I saying that right? I'm sorry, I'm not. You said, my little one is four and a half and we're considering homeschooling. You're in Iowa. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you guys got some time, I think, in Iowa because I don't think y'all have to start till you're like six. So this will be a good time to just keep it light, keep it um, Iowa, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa, you don't have to really do any paperwork till you're six. So just keeping it fun, definitely read, 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 read. You cannot read too much. Readers are leaders. But, um, and take, take his lead, her lead, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm, I always assume when people say young kids that it's a boy because my youngest is four. Uh, so I apologize. I, I'm not doing that intentionally. Uh, but at four and a half, you definitely just want to make learning seem like just model it. Show it as a lifestyle. Show what you're learning as you encounter different things. Point point them out. We played a lot of I Spy, did a lot of music to um, just teach different things at four and a half. But you don't have to do anything super duper strict. In fact, I encourage against it because I made that mistake. Oh, Shoshana, you said you might be able to help with Florida. You used to work with the demand of education a few years ago. Yes, yes, I'm going to follow you so we can message if you want to be included so that you can. Yes, like I'm not. What is it? I don't I don't discriminate. If you want to help, you can be have, have homeschool for one year or 20 years. I think all voices should be heard in the homeschooling community <clears throat> from all areas. Says, how do I get a better curriculum for ID and creative style? What is ID? What is ID? Help me out with that. 
um, Yeshua's chef mommy, and, and maybe I read that wrong. He said, how do I get a better curriculum for ID and creative style? You might have to make it. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what ID is, but a lot of times with me, I'm having to build it because I've not been successful finding an all-in-one curriculum that does it very well, like all-inclusive. Okay, the Indiana starting age. Indiana. I think they're seven, if I'm not mistaken. Indiana, yeah. Indiana is seven years old to start. That's the starting age. <laughs> Owl and Chickadee magazines in those little car stacks are our go-to for science. Oh, cool. Yeah, um... I'm a fan of, let's see, what did we use? We did, we did Little Passports for Science and World, the world version of Little Passports. That was a gift from my parents, which that was awesome because it's just the gift that kept on giving. So if you have supportive grandparents in your kid's life, then they're just like, we, we want to get the kids a gift. Some kind of subscription service would be amazing. Life is a blessing says, hello, I'll be homeschooling my five-year-old for the first time ever. How many hours do you suggest for five? Probably no more than like an hour and a half for the whole day. And I would break that up because like 30 minutes at a time is a lot to ask for a five-year-old. Um, but you can break it up throughout the day. <clears throat> so that would be my suggestion for five. Oh, LD. I'm sorry. I thought it said ID. Okay, sorry about that. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. So because I know learning disabilities like are not a, like a one size fits all thing, I would definitely encourage you to check out the Rolodex in my profile because there are some families on there that have children with learning disabilities and they are willing to help. They know that you'd be coming. They know that I'm going to be recommending people because your question was about like being more creative and having a more creative style, which I think is essential. Um, when you have a child with a learning disability, you cannot just sit them in front of a workbook and it's like, go none of us actually would want to do that. Forget learning disabilities. Like none of us want to learn that way. Um, but if you have, if you have questions where you're like wanting to hear from someone who has like your specific experience, definitely check that Rolodex because there might be someone on there who um, is a good match for you. But see, my thing is like this, and this is like a soapbox moment. So I hope you don't mind you already know what it takes to teach your kid new things because you've already been doing it. I think the hiccup for a lot of us parents is we don't have the credentials or the accreditation that would support it, but we already know how to teach our kids because we've been doing it. And so it, you know, I would definitely include your kid in the search for any curriculum that you're going to be using because they, they know what they like, you know what they like. It's just a matter of finding a workbook curriculum, you know, video series, documentary, whatever, that's gonna support that and help you meet whatever standard it is that you're trying to meet, whether it's the state standard or you have a personal ideology about it. Like, so 
I don't I don't get too caught up on like standards so much. It is still in me. I'm not gonna lie. It is still in me. I'm not like full blown hippie yet. I would love to be, but I'm just not there yet. I do still like to see standards being met. Um, but my thing, like, I don't want to like insult anybody or make anyone feel upset. But I feel like IEPs and learning disabilities are only labels that get put on our kids when they're in school. You know, like who knows? Like my kids have never been to school. But maybe if they went to school, they would be labeled as something. But at home, they're just my kids. They're just my babies. So you know what they like. They know what they like. And there's a ton of resources out there that will support them. It's just a matter of taking the time to filter through it, which can take hours. I'm not even going to lie to you. I've spent hours just filtering through stuff, trying to read um, reviews and watch YouTube reviews of different things. And that's another reason why I kind of started this channel because I wanted to reach out to other people and say, hey, what are you using? <laughs> so that I could get some help with that myself. But <clears throat> I hate the labels that get slapped onto our kids personally. This is a personal thing. I'm not saying that nobody has learning disabilities or anything. So I, like I said, I hope I'm not offending anybody, but I just think kids are kids and kids learn in different ways. It doesn't mean that they have a disability. That just means that the school isn't necessarily equipped to support the way the kid learns. So they give them an IEP or they give them a label that says this kid needs special attention. Well, I'm like, all kids need special attention because not all kids want to sit and do a doggone worksheet. Like no adult wants to sit and do a doggone worksheet either. <laughs> I could not survive in school. I know if I went back to school today, I'd, I'd have some kind of IEP because I, <laughs> I would need snacks. I would need to get up and walk around. I would need to leave at 12 because I just can't stay here all day. <laughs> but is that is that me having an IEP or is that school just being horrible? I don't want to be there all day. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry. I Like I said, I'm not trying to insult or like be dismissive. I just think it's it's not set up for us to have like, our, our kids are not necessarily given the best at school. I do think that as parents, we're better equipped to choose and our kids are even like the best equipped to choose. So definitely keep including them in their in, in the decision with whatever you choose. Like you might find a good recommendation from one of the folks on the resource list, but still run it by your kid too to say, what do you think about this? And then if there are like special services, like I know um, some folks need like speech therapy and just like other um, resources, definitely still like look into, because a lot of times I've heard of the state still needing to, to provide it, but you just go through a different avenue to like set up the appointments. So I'm going to get down off my little soapbox for the moment, but um I don't know. I don't know if that was helpful at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really, I really am not trying to offend anyone, though. I promise you. Hi, Maria. I just saw your question pop up. It says your son is turning three in August. I was told I can waitlist him for preschool. Where can I look for preschool materials for California standards? So if you go to this IXL.com forward slash standards website, they do have a section on that website where you can click on California, where you can click on preschool that will tell you what the standards are. And then from there, you can just kind of search and source different things that might meet those needs. <clears throat> I personally like, hold on, where is it? Oof. 
I like games like this because it's not a, like a straight up worksheet, but it's fun for a little like preschool age. You can see here it says ages three and up. Um, games like this for math and see what I like about this is all the pieces only fit with the correct answers. So you couldn't put a five on this one here, like two plus two cannot equal five. The piece won't fit. So it's almost like it's self-correcting. Um, and then I also am always recommending dry erase workbooks like this for preschool. I don't know if it aligns fully with California standards. You're going to want to double check that. But all that stuff that I just showed is, is on my um, Amazon storefront if you're interested in just looking at that. So that might be a good option for a three-year-old um, just to get them introduced to things. And, and those puzzles that I showed, like I said, they, they wrong answers cannot fit together. So there's no way that they could like get it wrong. It will just encourage them to try a different piece because the pieces are cut in such a way that they will only fit with the right answers. So yay, Ms. Kuhn says, I love um, puzzles and dry erase boards. Yes, me too. Me too, me too, me too. That's why I'm really, I'm always recommending those. In fact, I am compiling them because I might end up like selling them on eBay or something or donating them. But the truth is I just, I still like them. I still like them. Ooh, Shoshana says, yeah, I agree. A lot of kids wouldn't need an IEP if they weren't expected to sit down and be quiet for eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was kind of saying. Um, so Jax is asking, in a day, what do you normally teach? Um, every morning we do English language arts and math. And then in uh, the afternoons, I'll show you, actually, boom, there it is. <laughs> in the afternoons, we change it up. We do foreign language every day, but then in the afternoons, we'll switch it up and do something different like science and typing, social studies and engineering, PE and wellness with coding and computer science. Um, so that, 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 that's our schedule. <laughs> I feel, I feel like that was better to just show you rather than just tell you because that could have gotten long. Oh, Oregon. Hey, Oregon. Two people from Oregon. I haven't seen Oregon on my list yet. I need some, some folks from Oregon to add to the Rolodex. Ooh. Okay. So Annie says my, my grade six kid had an IEP and was a problem quote, problem. Guess who's doing eighth grade work now? Happily. Oh, good. Yeah. And like I said, I really hope I did not offend anyone with my soapbox moment about the IEP. I'm, that is not my intention at all. But I really do think IEPs in some cases are just meant to help the kid function in school, but they don't need IEPs out of school. They just need someone to be patient with them and, and help find a resource that's going to suit them. So I, I hope that that did not upset anyone that, because never, ever, ever my intention. Uh, send them to me. Were you talking about people with IEPs, Annie? Because yeah, Annie's in here, y'all. Dear West Kids, definitely please follow her if y'all have any questions. I don't know if that's what you meant though, so just correct me. What were you saying? Send them to me. What did I miss? I hope I didn't miss what you guys were talking about. I'm just scrolling back up to make sure. 
because I don't think I'm seeing all the comments, y'all. I just realized that when I was in a chat with someone else, that I'm not see I'm not seeing all of the comments. So I'm so sorry if I'm missing your comment. Um, Annie, you were saying, how often do you meet up with other homeschoolers in the week? At least once a week, sometimes more. <laughs> Honestly, it's <laughs> too much in my opinion. Uh, the socialization is not a concern, <laughs> except that we socialize too much. Like I struggle to not roll my eyes at this point, because like I said, we've been doing this for nine years. My kids are always being invited, always being invited to something. There's always an event at the library. There's always something happening. And I just want to chill at my house. <laughs> um, Yeshua, you were saying you don't know how to use the Rolodex. Oh, it's just, it's by state. So when you go see it on my page, you'll see people, um, it's, it's organized by state and all that you would need to do is just scroll through reading the descriptions to see if there's anyone on there that you vibe with. All the links work that would link you directly to their um, TikTok page. Some of them have Instagram pages. Some of them have websites and blogs. I put that on there too. So I hope that that helps. Oh, you're saying send the uh, the preschool stuff that I'm not using. <laughs> I might, I might end up keeping them because you know I have a uh, I have a little one coming in my family, so my sister in law is pregnant. So part of me is like, should I just hold on to? Because I'm sure they'll be coming over more, especially my three year old nephew. She might need a break more often. But for sure, if, yeah, if I end up like it's got to go, I don't mind shipping to Canada. I don't know what the rates are, but we'll get it there. My mom made a friend at the post office who continues to ask me about her. <laughs> so yeah, however we can get it there. <laughs> oh, oh, so Annie from Dear West Kids says they're only home one day a week and I want to cut back. Yeah, like I, oh my gosh, I would so love to start some kind of video that other homeschool parents could stitch where we're just talking about how much we're not even at home because socializing takes over with the homeschool community. Like everyone wants to meet up for everything. And I really have, I really honestly about four or five years ago had to say enough, we are not going out today because there's always something, even in this rural dusty part of Georgia where I live, like we're in the sticks. When I tell y'all I live a hundred yards from cows, I'm not joking. <laughs> there are cows, roosters, woodpeckers, like we are in the boonies and still constant meetups, constant activities. It's too much. You have to, you have to turn down invitations when you homeschool. But I think because so many people think of public school as the only way to socialize, they're just like, oh, well, homeschoolers are just sitting at home all day waiting for home, waiting for public school's kids to get out of school. It's like, no, we're out. We don't leave. Usually we don't leave until all the car rider stuff is done. And then we're back home before the school buses start to go out again, because it's a lot. We don't want to be stuck in traffic behind school buses. But then sometimes we end up going back out again 
after five for like the sports practices and the library clubs and meetups because stuff happens after school hours too. And it's just, it's so much. Like I've had to tell my kids, like we are doing one activity per child. It's too much to keep up with. It's honestly like, I'm not that social. <laughs> But it's crazy. Like there's so many things that would take up your time or um, be considered socializing that so many people just, you just don't know about it because you're not part of it. But um, I try to relate it to like being an entrepreneur or I don't know if any of you guys saw that video, but it's like, if you are someone who works traditional work hours, like eight to five, then yeah, you think entrepreneurs just sleep in until 10 and eat snacks all day and watch Young and the Restless and they're not doing anything. But any entrepreneur will tell you they work 24 seven. Like they don't just work eight to five. They are sometimes working all different types of hours. They're going to different types of networking events for other entrepreneurs that traditional work hour people are just not privy to because you're not part of that world. It really is a whole other world. And it's the same thing with homeschooling. Like in public school, you might socialize a little bit in school, like with your friends at homeroom and at lunch, and then maybe after school if you don't have homework and on the weekends. But when you are in the homeschool arena, you can socialize at 10 o'clock on a Monday or two o'clock on a Tuesday. And you just meet up with people at random places. They're like, oh, you homeschool? Yeah, me too. Let's exchange numbers. and all of a sudden you're at your friend's farm who has goats and teach, she's teaching you how to can because that's what happened to me. She's just teaching you how to can green beans on a random Wednesday afternoon just because we can. We, we can. we have the freedom to do that. But to other people, and she has, you know, she has three kids. I have three kids. They just happen to be the same age. My kids are out there playing with baby chicks and goats while I'm inside learning how to can green beans that she grew in her backyard. <laughs> That is a real story. That's not random. Um, so yeah, it's like it. we're out here just chilling. And then we look at the clock and we're like, oh, it's two o'clock. It's 2.30. We need to hit the road before the buses start, you know, taking up all the road space again. <laughs> but trust me, like you, you're going to have, if you're new to homeschooling, you're going to have to reel in the socialization, not worry about it. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, they were right. There's too much going on. <laughs> Annie, that's funny. Like, where's Tam? She's canning beans and milking goats this fine Tuesday night. That's not inaccurate. Although I wasn't milking the goats. We were just feeding them and we were just petting the baby chicks that she had recently picked up from, what's that store called? Tractor Supply? Is it called TSC, Tractor Supply Company? Whatever that stands for. Yes, we were just petting baby chicks. <laughs> My kids now want baby chicks. And why were we researching how to make that happen in our backyard? Because we have the space, but I don't have the desire <laughs> at this point in my life. Although it's so funny. One of my friends was like, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of killing them for you. And I'm like, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't have the desire. But yeah, socialization's not a problem. It's a problem in the fact that I'm an introvert and don't want to do it as much as my kids do. I'll put it that way. But meeting people, going places, not a problem.
I wish we did less. Well, no, no, no. We do it just enough now. Before it was too much. Now I feel like we're we're on we're on target. We're doing it just enough now. Ah, Perkins, you understand. You said yes. My kids want them too, but HOA. So, like, we don't have an HOA here. So we literally, like, legit could. Like, the only thing stopping us at this at this moment is me. <laughs> And maybe the cat mafia that roams through our area. Because it's so funny. I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. But whenever we see, like, the stray animals running through our area, we give them names. Like, we recognize who they are. Because the lady across the street feeds the cats. And so we just give them names and backstories. And my kids love it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we could do it. I just don't want to. I would rather go to the farmers market and support all the farmers. I tried to I tried to get out there this year. In the past, I have grown like collard greens and lettuce, and it was it was great, like tomatoes, the whole thing. Um, this year, I was a little late getting started, and then when I did finally go out there, there were snakes and termites and ants. Oh my! I'm just like, nah, we're just gonna keep it at the farmers market this year. Your kids signed you up for chicken school. Oh, and then in Canada, Canadian cities have a max of three per home, but you have to take a five-hour course. You did the course and you want zero chickens. Ah, listen, I want zero chickens. No. I'm even trying, just the noise feels like that would be a problem for me. But then also, I feel like I'd become attached. Like, that's why I don't have a dog right now. Uh, because I watch like the dog show every year for Thanksgiving and I am, I am invested in the dogs. Oh yeah. And the smell can't do it. Yeah. Mm, that'd be a problem too. But I'm the type of person that would spoil an animal. Proof positive is we have a fish named Gordon and a cat named Luna. Luna has a monogrammed Christmas stocking and three different cat beds and a scratching post. Like she gets all the love around here. And I barely acknowledge her existence. That's that's what I do when I barely acknowledge a pet's existence. Imagine having a dog or a chicken that you name and love. I name the chickens that we cook that we just get from the store. Like every time we cook a chicken, I'm like, what's this chicken's name? Oh, it's Charlotte. Charlotte's for dinner tonight. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's not for me. <laughs> oh, Amanda says she's going for quail. Quiet and a nicer temperament. Mmm. I hadn't even thought about quail. And then Miss Flynn says, I want chickens, goats, horses. Oh my word. Well, I'll come visit you and help you. We'd come be your like farm hands as like a extracurricular activity or something in the UK. <laughs> and ducks and a guard goose. Mmm. See, that makes me no. Yeah, I mean, I love it for y'all. I'll say that. I love it for y'all. <laughs> Shoshana says, I love animals, but I don't actually want to live with them and have to care for them. That's me. I love animals, but I don't want animals. You said that's terrible naming your dinner. I think it's important that people know, that our, our kids know that this was once a living thing, like to show respect. <laughs> but yeah, no, I couldn't. I don't want to raise them from chicks all the way to dinner. 
I think that's not for me. I don't want to be that involved. I don't want to be that farm to table. Like I appreciate farm to table, but I don't, I can't imagine feeding something for weeks and being then like time for dinner. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> uh, Ms. Flynn says, I prefer animals to people. I'm that way about books. I prefer books to people. That's me all the way. Like I have never met a book that I'm just like, I don't like. I've, I've met books that I wasn't in the mood to read, but that's how I feel about books. I'm definitely pro books, less people. Oh, Annie. Yes. I've heard of like people splitting, uh, like going half on a cow. We do that around here too. Oh yeah. And you named him Marty. So y'all having Marty for dinner. I like that name. Yeah. I can, I can dig it. <laughs> we haven't gone half on a cow with anybody just yet because we don't, our, our deep freezer, I feel like is not big enough for a cow. We could probably do a half a pig or a half of something else, but a half a cow is a lot, man. I didn't realize until my husband has a butcher friend, I didn't realize how much half a cow was. So right now he just does, my husband does his, um, what do you call it? He goes to his butcher. We go. He goes to the butcher like once a month, or or like when he's gonna do some barbecue. But we don't like have a freezer full. But I'm not opposed to it. Like my my husband keeps getting invited out to go like deer hunting and stuff with his cousin. So far he hasn't done it, but I know one of these years he's gonna do it, and he's just gonna. I'm gonna have to be ready. <laughs> I'm not ready yet, but I, I'm gonna have to be ready probably going to need another deep freezer. Ooh, you said y'all have two deep freezers and two deep freezers and two fridges. Yeah. See, I'm not ready yet. I know I'm not ready. Like we have a pantry, a storage um, section, like for the dry goods and then a deep freezer. But I feel like that's not enough for someone who hunts. Ah, Miss Bliss says she's the same with books too. I can do without people. That's what people don't understand about me. Like they keep telling me, get out of your comfort zone. I'm like, this TikTok is out of my comfort zone. Other than that, I like to stay quite where I am. Thank you. It's comfortable for a reason. It's because there's no people there. <laughs> I don't, uh, well, okay. So you said, do I have a generator to keep your freezers on? So I have not run into the issue where I have needed a gas generator, but I have invested in other like just prepper stuff for like solar. And we do have like a gas stove and stuff that we could pop up. So technically no, but my mom and I have been thinking about it. We're thinking about it. I don't have a gas one though. I think I would, I, I don't know if I'd want a gas generator or um, a solar electric. I don't know. Still doing research on that. Ah, you said you do more deer and pigs. Hopefully we can find someone to go half a cow. That's the thing is like, you can't just have a cow by yourself. You have to go half with somebody. <laughs> and then like you want to like have them be someone you could rely on each year. So you can go half on a cow each year. So I feel you on that. I have, I'm not ready to go half on a cow, but one of these years I might be. Ah, smart. You have half a water bottle in there to make sure that it stays thawed or 
make sure nothing has thought, excuse me. That's so smart. I've heard of people doing the quarter thing where they put a quarter on top and like they make sure the quarter doesn't sink into the ice. So yeah, that's smart. Look at us talking about prepping and meat preservation and stuff. <laughs> Was this a homeschool channel? I don't know. <laughs> It's all educational because my kids know about this stuff too. That's so funny. Oh, you're getting a bison? What? You don't have to let me know how that fits. Please make a video on that. What are you going to name the bison? You should name him like Beauregard the bison. <laughs> gosh she says only homeschool moms look everything is a lesson when you homeschool everything is a lesson everything nothing's off limits like seriously i'm gonna probably go back and tell my kids after this live like guess what we talked about because i actually put um i found this label you know this list on pinterest that talked about how long things are good in the freezer and i laminated that and put it on top of the freezer so like we know when we put things in we date it and we know how good it's supposed to last for everything is a lesson like nobody i i think that's another thing that we don't necessarily get enough credit for as homeschooling because we don't necessarily just rely on workbooks and testing and stuff but like life hello is the real teacher <laughs> and then we we facilitate things and you know follow the state standards or what have you but it's like life is the real teacher Okay, so you're you can't use Bo. Oh, I said Beauregard, but can't use Bo. Maybe Vincent or Arturo. Hmm. I could see it. What's for dinner? Arturo. <laughs> oh, Natural D says I'm I'm starting a rain catchment system soon. Not ready to handle farm animals yet. It's a big deal. Like like animals. Like I have. And I'm sure y'all might be the same way. Like I have such a high respect for animals and nature in general. Like I don't want to just put things in my backyard because I can. So I'm like you, Natural D. Like I would definitely want to have everything like research planned. I'd want them to be safe, healthy. I'd want to have a relationship with a vet if need be. So I'm just, I know I'm not ready. But I'm not against it. I just know, like, I want to be in a very good position to properly care for the animals and be able to show, like, proper respect from the beginning of their life all the way through. Like, I'm not the type of person that's just like, I've got an idea. Let's throw it in the backyard. Like, no. I, I just, I like animals too much to do that. So that's why I don't have very many. Although my cat... I can't even say she's my cat. My kid's cat. <laughs> I tried my best not to spoil her, but I couldn't help myself. She has a monogram stocking because monograms are my love language. Beauregard means handsome gaze in French. I can see that because Beau in the South means like handsome guy. Because a lot of guys in the South are called Beau for just a nickname. So bow and then regard. I could see that. 
<laughs> It'd be like naming him Smolder. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I could see not, not wanting to use that name. <laughs> oh, Perkins. Um, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm just saying the first part of your name. I'm sorry. Uh, you said you would love to do, love that too, but I want to world school. I love the idea of world schooling, honestly. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, back to the show. If you chose to document your adventures, I would live vicariously through your world schooling page. In fact, I do follow some world schoolers, I think. Definitely follow some road schoolers. I love the idea of, of world schooling. Matter of fact, I bought my, my kids all have passports, but I haven't, and right around the time we were gonna go to Niagara, traveling became restricted. So I just haven't looked into international travel in the last couple of years, but I do like the idea of world schooling. But I also love staying home. Like, I'm such a homebody. I just bought another robe <laughs> that's supposed to be delivered tomorrow because um, I live in robes. I only get, I get semi-dressed for these lives, but I live in pajamas when we're not going somewhere. Ooh. Right, world schooling from the couch. <laughs> Sign me up. I would take that course. Oh, okay. So Perkins, okay, Mazimba, Sea Jacks, everything out. We were going to Zambia. Oh. So wait, are you still going or no? Or not yet? Or is it on hold? That sounds interesting to travel to Zambia. Zambia. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, okay. I see where it is on the map. I'm always interested in like learning a fact or two about just everywhere. That's so cool. So wait, are you guys still going or is it on hold or you guys aren't going anymore? I think that's interesting. Okay, so your husband's from there and you started some business. Gotcha. Well, that sounds cool though, to be able to do some world schooling and be able to travel back to where he's from and I'm sure learn like way, way more than you could ever learn from some, you know, Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Britannica or just <clears throat> a documentary or even, well, definitely, especially some Wikipedia page. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I have, uh, I think that's so cool. That's why, that's why I kind of outsourced our geography and like learning to my parents because they travel quite a bit. Um, my dad is currently out of the country and I, I just, I just think there's nothing like living it. 
living an experience versus reading about it, the two are not comparable. It's like someone saying, oh, I read about Zambia versus someone saying, I'm from Zambia. <laughs> like, it's like, which one are you going to want to talk to? The person who read about it or the person who's from there or went there? Uh, Natural D said, you took the kids to Niagara. They said it was better than Disney. Ah, that's awesome. It's It was on, it was like I said, it was on our list, but um, they, my son was still quite young. He was still only two. God, seems like it was just yesterday that all this started, but he was still only just turning three when all of everything started. And then I was still nursing all that jazz and we were just like we'll do it later we'll do it when he's like four well that didn't happen because we were smack dab in the middle of not being able to travel so and it just international travel has just been on hold for us but certainly not learning about it but just you know not being able to travel because you, you never want to be stranded somewhere but then also i don't know i'm just not we traveled to Texas and got stranded during their ice storm. And ever since then, I've just been like, nah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go within driving distance. So we've been traveling to like places in the Southeast that we can get to by car. Um, but I don't, I don't even want to go back to Texas right now. <laughs> so <laughs> It's just like, uh, too much craziness. I don't, I don't, want to travel at the moment. Hi, Cosmo Sunflower. <clears throat> Let's see, do you recommend for teaching Hispanic homeschool parents to teach Juneteenth this month? How do you recommend teach how do you recommend to teach inclusive of culture studies? Hmm, that's a great question. I would always, if you can, go to an event that's being hosted. If you're if that's in your comfort zone. So like I don't know where you are currently but if there's like a Juneteenth event happening that you would feel comfortable attending, certainly go there. Like I personally have had great experiences going to different museums and reenactments because the people that are hosting those events have a passion for it, which I think is far and above uh, documentaries and books. But if you don't have something happening like that in your area, then I would definitely look towards the library being a good resource to maybe just read about it. If there is something like a documentary that you'd want to watch about it, just to teach like, what is it, you know, like, what is this? Why is it called this? When did this start? Just those like the who, what, where, when, why is better than nothing. Um, but then beyond that, you just really, I would, I would just say, do what's within your comfort zone um, and then like slightly expand outside of that. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of the comfort zone personally. <laughs> so I don't really explore too much outside of it. Um, but it just all depends on what you would want to do. Like, I'm not, I don't like it when people try to force things on anybody, but if your kid has a natural curiosity, that's just like, what is Juneteenth mom? you can just start with Alexa and <laughs> just like, what does it even mean? And then just go from there. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, um, and I don't know how old your kids are too. So you might want to just keep it surface level if they're super young, but then go deeper later as they get older.
Oh, good. So there is stuff going on in your area. Yeah, I would go there. If, if, it, um, if it's something that it seems like it's going to be fun, family oriented to attend, I would go and just like be an observer. There's so much you can just learn by observing. Hi, is it is it Allie or Ale? I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, you said, I'm new to your page from Florida, and I was wondering if your guide would be a good start. Oh, wow, good starting point for a first-time parent. Well, thank you for asking that, first of all. Yeah, you can definitely check it out. It's it's free if you've got Kindle Unlimited. I wanted to make sure that it was, like, available to be for free. Um, if you have, like, Prime and don't have Kindle Unlimited, usually they have some sort of, like, free trial uh, that you could sign up for. So if you wanted to do it that way and just read it for free, definitely check it out and let me know what you think. If you think there's something that could be added or that's missing, I'm, I'm open to feedback. So thank you so much for asking that question. That was so nice of you to ask, um, even ask that. I went ahead and had it printed for our family because obviously I wrote it and it was just an experience to show my kid what it's like to write something from start to finish um, and then hold it in your hand. But I also... I'm a huge fan of free. So if I can ever find you a free resource or make something available to you for free, I'm going to do that. So I'm just telling you for sure, like you can, if you've got Amazon Prime and don't have Kindle Unlimited, they usually are running specials for like free trials of the Kindle Unlimited. And my book is available. My guide is available on Kindle Unlimited so that you can um, skim through it for free. But if you want to buy it and just, you know, that's fine too. <laughs> Um, and then, like I said, if you've got some feedback where you might feel like I didn't answer something thoroughly, please do let me know. Cause I know because I published it through Kindle, I can revise it and add detail. If you felt like something was not, um, if I didn't hit upon something enough, I'm open to suggestions. Okay. Cosmo Sunflower, your son is going to be in the ninth grade. Okay. Then yeah, I think he could definitely, I mean, would, would probably, if y'all would enjoy to go to some of the events, you know, ninth grade is what, 13, 14. So yeah, he's probably just fine with attending an event. I know sometimes, you know, people I talk to are, they've got young kids. So that's why I never try to assume um, the ages, but I think you guys will probably have a good time just attending something and just seeing it in, in action. And I would recommend that for any event. Um, to learn anything, especially if you guys have friends that um, are going to be doing something and just ask if you can join uh, or participate, maybe do a little research before you go uh, so that it's not like brand spanking new, but then just enjoy the event while you're there. Oh, wait, what's been a little scary? What did I miss? A uh Okay, okay. Just being a first-time homeschooling parent, all the advice you've been getting is a little scary and all over the place. Yeah, for sure. No, that's why I do these lives <laughs> because I wanted to try to create like a a safe space hub for like ask your question. No question is a dumb question. No question. It doesn't matter if I've answered the question several times. Like ask it so that you can feel comfortable because it's a big step to go from you know, using the structured system that's in place to like basically going at it on your own. So um, yeah, ask any questions you have. I know Dear West Kids, her name is Annie. She's still in here. Um, oh, 
Never mind. She said she's got to go <laughs> to homeschool prep and watch a kid for soccer practice. But yeah, no, thank you for being here, Annie. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and also um, I have a Rolodex also, if you wanted to check that out in my profile of other families from other states that you can follow and reach out to. Because I know like I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I like to say I'm, I'm somebody shot a bourbon. Not everybody can handle it. <laughs> Um, but you can definitely like find other folks on my Rolodex. I think so far we're over 50 people so far that have said that they wanted to be on the Rolodex and are willing to answer questions here on TikTok. So the community is growing. Like the Rolodex is less than a week old. Um, so there will definitely still be people added um, that might be in your state that might you might vibe with that you would want to reach out to and you like their style because I know um, sometimes I get questions about secular versus religious. Some people ask questions about having special needs. Um, some people are single and they just want to have somebody that is more closer, you know, to their experience that they can reach out to. So that's why I, I know I'm not, you know, the answer for everybody, but that's okay. If I'm the starting point. That's fine. Let me direct you or like how they say, like, let me connect your call <laughs> to someone who could, you know, better, uh, answer or be like more specific to what you're needing so i'm not stingy like that like you're my follower nah anybody that i can connect you to i'm happy to do it yeah you're welcome of course oh annie's still in here i just saw her do the hand raise emoji she's in canada her name's annie definitely follow her too she's awesome oh you're in mississippi yeah i think i just have so far one family in mississippi yeah i so far just have one home school family in Mississippi. But like I said, this is just a list that's only a week old, y'all. So I'm hoping it'll grow. I'm hoping other people will be willing to, um, you know, to join in and answer questions to help out. I'd love to have at least one person from all 50 states, maybe some in other countries too. But it takes time, y'all. It's going to build. I'm hopeful, though. I'm not giving up by any means. And um I would, I'm, I'm interested to seeing how this grows, but let's see, Mississippi. The person from Mississippi, her um, TikTok username is homeschool made me do it, which I think is so clever. Um, so if you wanted to follow her, she's got three kids, one that she's graduated. No, wait, I'm sorry. Who am I reading? Mississippi. Mississippi has, oh, she didn't tell me how many kids she has. More than one. Uh, they're the military family. So I would definitely reach out to her. Homeschool made me do it in Mississippi. Excuse me. But then, yeah, like I said, there's others on the list too that um, maybe they're not in your state, but they have like a similar background to you that you might just want to reach out to. Um, but that's what this whole thing is about. Like, it's just making homeschool not seem so strange. <laughs> um, and then also like trying to connect people with others who might uh you know might be able to help you out especially if you're new or if you're not new and you just want to help other people out you just kind of want to pay it forward because i know like for me when i first started homeschooling i felt so alone and my i didn't have support from my family at the time and i was just so desperate to prove that what we were doing was valid and was not in any way going to harm them, was actually going, you know, my, my, harm my kids, was going to help my kids. 
I feel like I just, I lived and breathed homeschool research for like three years straight. And then for a while we got into our groove, we were comfortable. Then the pandemic happened and it was like, okay, well now back into the shell we go because we can't go anywhere. Um, but I was noticed, I've just been noticing so many people have still been wanting to dip their toe in and are just kind of curious. And I, I saw all the frustration with what school at home was looking like and virtual school. And I got a lot of calls and just questions about that. And finally I said, all right, fine. I'll, I will join social media. <laughs> and at first I was just kind of making fun of homeschool and like just adding a comedic relief to it. Cause sometimes it can get pretty serious and we don't laugh enough, but then it became this. So, um, yeah, I'm happy for every person that it helps. And if you have questions, oh, let me check my, I didn't check my QA. Hopefully I haven't missed anybody recently. Okay, I think I got all these questions. Yeah, I got all those questions. Um, but yeah, just trying to help. That's really what all this is about. And then just other things just keep branching off from it, which is just everything that I do, my kids end up just observing and learning from it. So it's actually been very educational for us. Oh, Miss Flynn, thank you for still watching, even though it doesn't help for England. I know. Look, although, can I just tell you, so my, my mother-in-law is a huge Anglophile. She loves the Queen and has been giving me just, it feels like hourly updates on the Jubilee. I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> so I totally, yeah, I appreciate you being here for sure. Are you on the list? Do you want to be on the Rolodex? Hold on a second. If you don't, it's fine. Obviously, no pressure. Um, I don't think I even have asked you or added you, but if you do want to, just like send me a message with the info you want me to include. Um, because I'm not a po like this isn't exclusively like America only. You know, I do have Annie and Jen from Canada, and just you know, whatevs. I'm open. <laughs> she might know more than you. I'm not even joking. She like lives and breathes at the BBC. <laughs> Just so funny to me. <laughs> oh, iconic Andy said, I have family members telling me I can't do it and to put my seven kids in public school. Seven's a lot. I don't have seven kids, but I mean... You're the parent though. That's the whole, that's the bottom line. You can do what you think is best. And if public school is best, then I would say do that. I'm not, this is, and I say this, I don't know if I say it enough, but I'm not a pub, I'm not an anti-public school platform. So if, if your kids are thriving in school, let them thrive there. Don't pull them. Hi, Mandy Joy. You said, what organization tips do you have? Ooh. Spreadsheets. <laughs> Spreadsheets are number one for me always. Um, and then I color code my children. So like I color code them like the chipmunks. So red, blue, and green. <laughs> that is really helpful though, because it cuts down on the, that's my pen. That's my crayon box. Ugh, I, I just try to eliminate that noise <laughs> by color coding their belongings. Um, and usually you only have to do it once. So I just buy like one red binder and it just follows them all the way through because they don't usually beat it up too much. Um, 
So that's been helpful. Color coding and spreadsheets are probably my top two organization tips. And then just designating a space. So if you're going to like um, keep files, I would designate a place to keep files or you can also take photos. A lot of apps allow you to scan from your phone. That's really helpful too. And then you can just have a file on your phone for each kid's work. Um, if you want it to go the digital route, which is, I'm a fan of that. And then I back it up with email and um, what are those things called? Well, you have a terabyte of space. Oh, external hard drives. Back it up with an external hard drive. Just totally went blank there. So I hope that helps. I'm not much for just keeping random paper around too much. Um, that's why I have this shredder here right next to me because I will shred things in a heartbeat, but taking a picture of it first. Mrs. Flynn, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I tell every person who has been homeschooling for longer than five minutes. You have a perspective. You have a perspective to offer. Just like people who have babies don't want to hear from people who had babies 20 minutes or 20 years ago. You know, they, they want to know what's happening right now. And with you being in the UK, I know that the homeschool community there, it's it's home education community there, but there's still things to be at, to be offered. But again, this is no pressure. I just wanted you to know from me, I think everyone has something to add to the conversation. Um, but obviously like this is completely no pressure no need if you don't want to that's totally fine i'm not trying to like browbeat you into it but i personally believe everyone has something to add to this conversation because we're all coming at it from different angles not everybody wants my perspective but maybe i'm the first person they came across and so if someone you know comes across my channel they're like hey what advice do you have for the uk i'd be like oh you should follow mrs flynn's because she is in the uk <laughs> or uh, hannah home educate she's in the uk um, so I, I would love to be able to just point them in your direction because you just, you never know how people like are going to come across you. Hi, October did it. You said, what ideas do you have for helping your children make friends? Oh my gosh, look, <laughs> I'm trying to not have my kids make friends <laughs> and that sounds so bad, but it's because we're so darn social. I am an introvert and my kids are not, and they make friends when I need to go buy milk at the grocery store. Uh, <laughs> so I, okay, let me be serious. I know that you're asking from a serious place. So I will answer you from a serious place. Places that we have made friends as homeschoolers include, but are not limited to the park, the library, the grocery store, other people's birthday parties, um, Girl Scouts, 4-H, which is like an agriculture club for if you live in a rural area like we do, <sighs> science fairs, farmers markets, golly, just visiting our family out of state. <laughs> it's too much to keep up with. And uh, they do activities on a weekly basis, my oldest two especially. My youngest son right now, he has not yet determined what he wants to do for this coming fall, but I think it might end up being football, which would make my husband very happy. Not me so much because it's hot and it's outdoors. Uh, but, oh my God, so many, ugh, there's so many opportunities. 
And I just would love if God had blessed me with just a child that would just read. <laughs> and my kids do read, but it's like they just want to be out all the time, just living in the neighborhood too. So golly, I hope some of that helps. <laughs> There's, if you are leaving your house and your kid says hello to another child, chances are they might make that child into a friend. Like, ugh. and especially doing things on a routine basis, like um, going to the library. We go to the library same day each week, usually same time. Oof. It can't be helped. Kids will make friends because, and this is just my, from an, just observing. Um, kids who haven't been shamed into silence yet make friends all the time. And especially like my kids have never been to public school. I don't know if you were here when I said that. Um, so they just, they haven't been conditioned to shut down yet. So literally they will speak to just about anybody. And the fact that we're Southern too, is just, it's just in us to say, good morning. How are you? How's, how's your mama down? So every, every place we go, and they will talk to their elders, like, you know, senior citizens and babies. Like, it doesn't matter to my kids. They will speak to everybody and sometimes end up walking away with someone they want to meet up with again later. Just, it can't be stopped. It can't be helped. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. My posters? Sure. So these posters came from Michael's. This is a conversions poster conversion. Why do I sound like that? <laughs> oh my goodness. Poster on conversions. That's a scientific method poster underneath. Can you see that? Money. Time. I have two different color posters. And then what's this one? Is that it? I think that was the end. Okay, and then over there, I have a multiplication poster. There's just a numbers poster on that wall. And then over, that is not hanging up currently, we have a United States map poster. Um, and we have a world map poster. And then we also have like a dry erase world map that's like laid out on our table that we can circle where in the world is grandma and grandpa <laughs> when they're traveling. So yeah, I hope that was helpful. Honey bear mom. Oh, uh, you said you love seeing your almost five-year-old have full-on conversations with adults, right? They have, they have like no fear none whatsoever they will just walk up to whomever i remember i was at the store with my middle daughter and she just was like saying hello to this woman who was probably about my age she was just like hello i love you today and like i was like i immediately felt embarrassed and went into like i'm sorry and the woman was like no i've been going through a lot i need to hear that and so i was like my kids have no fear of talking to people um, but they also, you know, obviously I'm teaching them how to respect other people's boundaries um, and then also to make sure that their boundaries are being respected. So I think I, that's probably one of my, probably one of my absolute favorite benefits of homeschooling is that my kids aren't afraid 
um, and don't feel like they have to shut themselves down when they encounter other people. And they just greet people as they are. And then obviously, depending on the response from the person, they will know whether or not to proceed or not. But yeah, there's a lot of opportunities for people just to like make friends um, just naturally. You don't have to force it. You don't have to attend things or join clubs or co-ops or things. You can. I forgot to mention co-ops is another way that people can just uh, meet people and make friends because uh, we have done it that way too. But yeah, there's a lot of opportunities out there just to <laughs> meet folks and make friends. That is like honestly not even a concern of mine <laughs> at all. But thank you so much for that question. I hope I wasn't like, I hope my answer helped because it's just one of those things that I don't even think about anymore because of how naturally it happens. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.